0: USA Wealth Group, Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio.
1: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Money Wise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. My name is Ray Lance, and I'm welcoming you to our show. And thank you so much for listening. And also with me this morning is my partner, Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good Sunday morning, everyone. I guess maybe this is an appropriate time to make the announcement. I'm not sure if we've done it officially before, that uh, for some months now, Peter has been Named as president of USA Wealth Group, and I think that I'm treasurer right now if I recall
2: It's a good title to have but not much has changed. Otherwise, I don't think yet
1: You mean you haven't shown up to the office on time. Is that what you mean?
2: No, no, I still don't get to make the bulk of the decisions in the office
1: Well, it's always a (laughs) partnership then isn't it? Yes, so let's work in that direction So Robert Frost is one of my favorite poems. I can recite the road not taken, for example. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not be one traveler and travel both. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the end of growth. And I don't know how took you... Took the other as just as fair. Well, I won't continue with that, but what I like about the poem is that it really describes a lot of things in life, like what do you do with your money, what do you do with your finances, and things of that nature. And basically, we need to put the blinds on our windows so people won't be peeking in as we're recording, don't we?
2: We do. Um, yep. It's uh, and right now we're, the topic that we're discussing today is a little, uh, you know, troublesome for some of you listening uh, at home right now. And the main topic for today is bank failures, and they're a lot more common than you would imagine.
1: And alternatives to where to put your money instead of just a bank, necessarily. And
2: we've talked about that for a long time, many years now, because there are so many different places where you can put your money with the potential to earn a lot more than being in the banks, regardless of now what's happening with some of the banks.
1: Well, I started with Robert Frost on purpose because he once said, a bank is a place where they lend you an umbrella in fair weather and ask for it back when it begins to rain. Isn't that true? That's a good one. I like that. It is a good line. Well, we're not knocking banks today, and we're not making people fearful of having your money in a bank. But we do want to discuss today that maybe there's some good alternatives for people to think about other than banks, or if you've got too much money in the bank, then obviously we'd like to talk to you about that. We have a lot of things that we'd like to talk about today. Uh, Did you ever hear the name, Pete, J. Paul Getty? Yes. Okay, so J. Paul Getty once said, if you owe the bank $100, that's your problem. If you owe the bank 100 million, that's the bank's problem.
2: That's a good one, too. I that's like a good
1: that. one, too, yeah. There's a few and uh, interesting quotations. And by the way, for my quotations source, one of my main sources, I looked specifically under the caption of bank failures, and there's like 20 pages of quotations. <laughs> So there was a lot of material about this.
2: There was a podcast I was listening to last weekend as I'm painting my son's room that was talking about how the ultra, ultra rich in this country and you know the, the saying of you know the rich get richer and how they can have massive portfolios and not ever have to worry about the capital gains on those portfolios because they can just borrow money from the bank and continue to borrow money from the bank and not ever have to worry about touching their brokerage account because they can use it as you know um collateral and collateral yeah
1: yeah well maybe but uh, nobody i know is in that position right now but i do see a lot of people that don't necessarily make great mistakes uh, or great decisions and they do make a lot of mistakes when it comes to how they handle their finances so i want to ask you a question pete did you know somebody very famous in massachusetts just had a birthday 75th birthday did you hear that in the news i did not well he uh, was probably the most famous hockey player ever to play the game and he played for the boston bruins You're talking about bobby orr bobby orr i
2: did see that but just in passing I, i i keep up to date on a lot of bruins news and not just because of how they're playing this season i've been a fan for a while
1: well bobby orr just turned 75 believe it or not holy cow you know what that means it means he's getting old but we're not And when he played, that's when they didn't wear
2: helmets, or at least most
1: of them didn't wear helmets or any kind of face protection. That's true, I didn't even think about that. Well, he once said, when you're young, you don't realize the sacrifices that people are making for you. And that's true, a lot of people don't appreciate what their parents do or their friends or their relatives. So think about that once in a while. Well, let's begin our topic uh, today. Um, And there's some questions we'd like to ask. Uh, from Advisors Excel, which is the wholesaler that uh, I work with on the insurance side, and you work with on both insurance and security side. Uh, It's a great institution. It's a great company. And our show today, we want to talk about what are some of the things that you can do to protect your savings during market volatility? How concerned should you be about bank failures? There's been so much in the news about that lately. And one of the things that I find is that everybody is sort of jumping in and saying, don't be worried.
2: Yeah, and, you know, volatility, there's, there's always going to be market volatility here and there. Things come up, whether it's, you know, COVID, whether it's the Russia-Ukraine conflict, uh, you know, natural disasters, political um, factors. There's so many different things that can affect the markets and uh, it's really funny to me. I, I follow the markets very carefully, obviously, and it's really, really funny and interesting to me how one thing can affect the markets, and all of a sudden the market drops off five, 600 points or more, and then some other bit of news comes out, and all of a sudden the markets rebound and the futures are now high. Right. And mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know, it would it, be nice if the markets didn't react so crazily and so quickly to the news and just sort of let things, let the dust settle as they say. But, but that's they, not how it works.
1: But they do, and not everybody uh, is a good fit for the stock market. Some people are, some people are not. No, I mean, and the
2: volatility has a very little impact for people who have a long period of time before they're going to be retiring or retired. But. If you are retired already or if you're going to be retiring soon, then volatility absolutely presents very different and significant dangers to your future.
1: So what's triggered the most recent concern, Pete uh, and ladies and gentlemen, is that financial markets had a a shakeup and a lot of concerns because the Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, as it's called, went into FDIC receivership. And it's the first FDIC-insured bank or institution to fail since the year 2020.
2: But that's just a telling thing is that there was a bank or were banks that failed, that were FDIC backed, Mm -hmm. that failed as little as three years ago. So again, it's a lot more common than you think. People are all up in arms and concerned about what's happening with Credit Suisse and Silicon Valley Bank, but it's a lot more common than you think. And as we mentioned a week ago, I believe, that there wasn't anything to be concerned about because we knew that the government and other banks would uh, you know, swoop in and, and help out.
1: So, Peter, first of all, um, you're licensed for securities, and you have a particular title that I think you should give on the air. Investment Advisor Representative. Okay. So one of the things Bobby Orr said once was, saying out of the penalty box will really help. That's sort of an understatement, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but at the same time, you know, my daughter just had her championship basketball game last week, and I told her, you're not playing the game of basketball the right way if you're not fouling at least once every game because she just played an entire season and didn't pick up one foul. And then she's only nine, and um, there were very few fouls overall. But I said, I don't ever want to teach you to go out there and intentionally try to do something wrong, but you need to be more aggressive and go after the ball, and if you hit the, somebody's arm while you're going after the ball, it's an accident, but you know, you're know you being more aggressive and you need to do that, so you need
1: to foul. Hmm. Okay, well today we're gonna to talk about um, how not to foul when it comes to your bank accounts, and uh, people in Massachusetts in particular are very well protected with uh, FDIC insurance and Massachusetts insurance. We're gonna talk about that a little bit and probably in our next segment, but I do wanna also mention that in 2008, Washington Mutual Bank uh, was the largest bank and by reason of assets that failed, and that was a while back as well. So bank failures do occur, and you need to think about it, you need to look at it, you need to make sure that you're doing all the right things to protect your own assets, aren't you? So, one of the things that um, I belong to another organization, and the financial advisor for that institution has sent off some uh, letters just assuring people that the investment assets are protected. And, you know, we need to know whether uh, SVP, uh, Silicon Valley Bank's failure, is going to lead to more inflation. We'll know that shortly because. The federal reserve meets once a month to decide whether to raise interest rates or not raise interest rates and they keep raising them and the consumers keep saying we don't care we're still going to consume and spend
2: more than we should be and they are forced to continue raising
1: the rates well let's let's talk about some of the specifics of things that you need to think about is it a good idea to have your retirement savings invested either all in a bank account or all in the stock market when things are volatile and when people are concerned. So we know, for example, that uh, FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, uh, insures accounts, individual accounts up to $250,000, and that's important. Um, Massachusetts has a separate agency that insures over and above that. So people in general can be secure But it doesn't necessarily mean they're making any money there either does it pete
2: no and again um, i just said that we've mentioned that several times over the past couple of years with the high rate of inflation it really doesn't make sense to have um, much in the bank we always have recommended having a certain amount of liquidity depending on you know your situation we usually recommend at least fifty thousand dollars if you are a married couple Um, in the bank just for um, emergency purposes, but anything above and beyond that is absolutely not a good place to put it, Um, especially with inflation. When the rate of inflation is so high and you're earning maybe a quarter of a percent at most, you're actually losing a lot of money because you're not keeping up with inflation.
1: So rates of return are important. Protection of money is important. These are all very important issues. And if you haven't been to our office for a while, maybe you should give a call and sit down and have your own asset list, your own portfolio review, give a call to the office at 508-998-8858. But right now, stay tuned, and we will be right back after a short break.
0: You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508 508- 998 8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508 998 8858. And now back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise. My name is Ray Lance, and with me is Pete Lance, and we work together in the office along with a cast of other people. We're here to help. We're here to advise you financially. So I want to give you another quotation from Bobby Orr. You know, sometimes the words of wisdom from even sports figures are important to listen to. And he once said, There are no environments when you're only going to win, because life isn't just like that. It was uh, Bobby Orr. I thought that was a good quotation. Yeah, I didn't know that he was known for having some good quotations, but... He's got a couple. Yep. He does have a few. And he doesn't have a lot of quotations when I did research onto him. But um, it's nice. And it's kind of scary to think that he's now 75 years old. What does that mean for us? It means we're getting older, too. Well, with the
2: Silicon Valley Bank, this happened
1: now a couple of weeks
2: ago. Again, I wasn't too concerned, but people were really starting to freak out, if you will. I had clients calling and asking if they should... Get their money out of banks and what it meant for them and and i had done a brief video that we had shared on our to our client email list if you want to be a part of that even if you are not a client you are welcome to give us a call give us your email address and we do give you timely uh, bits of information we send an email out about once a week at most so we don't overwhelm you Uh, but i did a video that went into about three or four minutes of explanation about what was happening with the banks and the banking industry in, in general, I wasn't too concerned about it. But the Silicon Valley Bank itself, the main reason that they failed is because they had a lot of businesses that were in Silicon Valley. I mean, it's, it's called the Silicon Valley Bank. And so therefore, a lot of the companies that did business with them were crypto and tech. And when all of that's been either failing or You know really reeling back quite a bit scaling back quite a bit it created a problem for this bank especially because they themselves invested a large portion of their assets in you know treasuries and bonds and what happened is when they did that the rates were very low on those bonds and those treasuries because of inflation so what they did is they invested all that money and then a year later those bonds those treasuries were
1: you know, earning much less interest than new bonds that were coming out. And that reminds me of a quotation from Dan Quayle, former Vice President of the United States. He once said, bank failures are caused by depositors who don't deposit enough money to cover losses due to mismanagement. So certainly there was some mismanagement also. There was,
2: so they put all this money into low-bearing bonds and treasuries and therefore they were really losing money themselves there was a run on the bank um sort of like uh it's a wonderful life they tried to sell off a lot of their stock which looked like a really we're really going out of business kind of a thing and it made investors and clients even more afraid so then they had to sell all those treasuries and bonds at a great loss and that's where
1: they failed right well a guy named Stephen wright once said i saw a bank sign that said 24-hour banking but I don't have that much time. Okay, I don't like that one. You don't like that one? Okay, we'll find some better ones for you, Pete. You said you had pages and pages of quotes on bank failures, so. (laughs) I I do. I've got, I don't know, 30 pages maybe here, of bank quotations or quotations when I researched bank failures. Well, basically, we need to talk about what strategies might be available to help preserve your retirement savings from market volatility, or give you better earnings, if you've got too much money tied into a bank. It's not a bad thing to have money in the bank, not a bad thing at all. And for the most part, it's gonna be covered by insurance. But what kind of returns are you getting? Maybe there's some other strategies. Should you adjust your portfolio from time to time, given the unusual stuff in the market? Absolutely, I can't tell you how many people I have met with over the past
2: couple of years. And when I go and look at their portfolio, I say, why didn't your maybe current slash former advisor make any changes? I mean, it's some stuff I look at and it's just glaring and it's right in my face, you know, thinking these people are now retired. They shouldn't be in this fund. They shouldn't be in that fund. So it's really remarkable. And that's where a Morningstar report can come in very handy. It doesn't cost you anything. I'm happy to run one for you. I can show you very clearly some you know things with your portfolio that you may want to take a
1: look at and possibly make some changes. Okay so I guess one of the questions is is this maybe a good time to have your assets and your accounts reviewed and is it a good time to adjust your own portfolio given what's happening with bank conditions and stock market conditions and inflation conditions and what will inflation do on your own retirement goals with Will it erode your savings or your investments? Or will you have enough to retire on? So basically, you need to think about, of course, the social side of retirement. What do you want to do in retirement? You don't want to just sit and watch television all day long. But are you going to have enough money to do the things that you want to do? These are the questions that we ask people And these are the things we try to help you analyze. Yeah, when
2: we sit with someone, we have a conversation first. We just want to have a dialogue and just get to know you a little bit, get to know your wishes, your hopes and dreams for your retirement. And that's something that we feel we're very good at. And it's also you probably wanting to feel us out and get a sense as to whether it's something you want to work with us. And, you know, we're happy to have that open discussion with you where we don't even have to talk about actual assets and plans yet Uh, and so some people enjoy that and that's what we try to welcome at our initial meeting if you will. Right, so make an appointment 508-998-8858. And and same thing I mentioned earlier if you want to get on our email list so you can get some uh, quick videos, quick updates on what's happening with the markets, what's happening with the banking industry, whatever is happening uh, we will send that out only about once a week at most. That way we won't overwhelm you, but we'll give you some useful information. Dad, you just mentioned, you know maybe it's a good time to not have all the money in the bank that some of you might have, not just because of what's happening with the banking industry, which again, I'm not too concerned about. I feel like you will be protected regardless, but we've talked about it for years that if you're earning a quarter of a percent and interest, uh, excuse me, inflation right now, is at six percent. It's come down a decent amount, you know, from its peak. At the end of February, it was 6.4%. Now it's at 6%, so it's coming down a little bit. But if you are earning a quarter of a percent and inflation is at 6%, you're technically losing five and three quarters percent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, so you need to do some kind of an analysis. And before you can do a plan, we do the analysis. We want to make sure that what is your budget? We want to know what your assets are. What are your income sources, particularly in retirement? Are you going to have enough income to retire on? And we want to help you create a financial plan. We want to take a look at, can we help save you taxes, whether it's income taxes or estate taxes? I see so many people all the time that just don't bother doing planning. then all of a sudden one spouse dies and they figure, well, I should have done some planning, I guess. Well, we see
2: it all too often, unfortunately. And again, we want to make sure that you're not just okay and able to eat enough to get by in retirement we want to make you have a very comfortable retirement and enjoy your retirement that's the dream isn't it but that's another thing that we like to talk to you about is are you looking to do college planning for your kids or your grandkids and if so it might not be just a 529 plan that we recommend it depends not everybody wants to go to college nowadays so maybe you want to do something else just in case they don't go to college so
1: hey pete i have a good quotation since we're coming up on easter how about this one Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Ba-dum-bum-bum. No? You don't like that one? Okay. (laughs) Well, we will help you develop a proper financial plan. Now, when we're talking about doing a financial plan, um, sometimes you can do an analysis of somebody's investment portfolio, and that's called a Morningstar analysis. Can you explain a little bit what that does?
2: Yeah. um, I mentioned that at the very beginning of this second segment. Um, It's absolutely no obligation, but people are really interested, surprised, um, curious about the results of their Morningstar report when I do show that to them. It does a number of things. It will show how your portfolio is performing um, in comparison to the S&P 500 as a benchmark. It will show your holdings, whether they're mostly defensive, sensitive, cyclical. um, And that's very important, especially with a, a market that's volatile right now. Uh, It'll show the credit quality of your bond holdings, if you do have bond holdings, um, which I don't necessarily recommend right now. um, It'll show whether you have um, all US stock or European stock. It goes into such detail I couldn't possibly mention it all in even one full segment of the show. And then it does something which shows you a stress test. It shows you what your risk score is, and um, what you would potentially lose if we ran into another um, real crisis like we had at the end of 2007 into the beginning of 2009 which when we get into the third segment i want to talk a little bit about the list of failed banks from uh,
1: 2000 all the way up until 2023. so your money is important um, obviously but warren buffett uh, once said if you get to my age in life and nobody thinks well of you I don't care how big your bank account is, your life is a disaster. I thought that was an interesting bit of philosophy from Warren Buffett. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, and then we'll go into some more technical detail on some of these subjects. So please stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen.
0: This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group collectively more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. And Pete Lance is here and Ray Lance is here. And we're your host this morning talking about inflation, we're talking about bank failures, we're talking about market volatility. A lot of fun stuff, huh Pete? Oh, it's just a a treat to give you all this doom and gloom this morning. (laughs) But no, it's not
2: all doom and gloom. And we do have alternatives and places that you can put your money that can not only certainly earn more than the banks, but also other investments that could potentially earn quite a bit more. I wanted to talk about the actual bank failures and what's interesting is that people think that what's going on right now is a really scary thing and that it's the whole industry and what's happening with the economy and there's been 565 bank failures since the new millennium so that's what's an, the
1: new millennium roughly 2000 Oh, okay so
2: there's there's been an average of almost 25 per year so while the silicon valley bank failure and the credit swiss bank failure seems like it's scary and doom and gloom, as I just said. It's really something I wasn't too concerned about, and I knew that the government or other banks would swoop in, as I mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, this is a really interesting article from uh, Forbes magazine. I found it really fascinating.
2: Yeah, so the year 2000, there were two bank failures. I'm not going to go through this whole list. 2001, there were four. The big one is, I mentioned that the end of 2007 until the beginning of 2009 when we really had that financial crisis with the housing um, market. So start
1: start with 2007 because that's interesting. It's uh, three bank failures the year before and the year before
2: that there were zero and then in 2008 when things got really bad it was 25 but interestingly enough it's what happened right after because of all the people unable to pay their mortgages and going into foreclosure Right. 140 bank failures in 2009 and 157 in 2010. And then it drops way down again, doesn't
1: it? It goes way down.
2: Well, quite, not way down just yet, because in 2011, there were 92 and then 51 the year after that. And then it starts dropping off quite a bit. But So, yeah, between 2008 and 2011,
1: there were about 350 bank failures. So let me jump ahead just quickly to 2018, zero no bank failures in 2018 but 2019 there were four and 2020 there were four 2021 again there were no bank failures last year same thing no bank failures and so far this year there's two right
2: so it's not as abnormal as you think it's not anything to set everything on fire and run screaming down the street thinking that the world is ending
1: However, the interesting thing on all of this also is that the Silicon Valley bank failure that just collapsed recently, that's the second largest bank failure in U.S. history. So again, things go in cycles. Most people don't have accounts large enough to be really concerned about. Well, you know, Silicon
2: Valley Bank, as you said, was the second largest bank to ever fail. It was the 16th largest bank in the country. But again, the main reason is because of how much they were involved with the crypto and tech industry and
1: um, you know what they chose to invest their own money in. That's why they failed. So obviously we're concerned here to make sure that your money is safe and secure, but also that you're making a reasonable return on investment. And I know a lot of the things that you work on are um, principle protected, especially if you're working in the annuity field. But you don't always work just in the annuity field. You work in other markets as well,
2: right? And you know, most of the annuities that we have recommended have been really great success stories for our clients, and they've been thrilled that they were able to to do that and protect those assets. Um, It is principal protected. There's no um, you know market risk. So if the stock market you know, really, is
1: volatile or completely tanks out. You can't lose your your principal. Do you think it helps to pray? Sure. So Woody Allen once said, "If only God would give me some clear sign, like making a large deposit in my name at a Swiss bank." Not just not Credit Suisse. No, not Credit Suisse. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And uh, Paula Poundstone. Did you ever hear of her, Pete? I have. She once said. I don't have a bank account because I don't know my mother's maiden name. That's silly. I don't like that one. Well, I thought it was kind of cute. Well, our job here is to find out what your goals are, suggest uh, solutions, do a review of where you are right now. Are you safe and secure? Are there other things that you could do differently? Do you have proper beneficiaries named on your retirement accounts and things of that nature? be surprised how many people I see that don't know who the beneficiaries are on their retirement accounts
2: yeah and this is just an interesting thing to it really is like it's a wonderful life when the bank that was out in California Silicon Valley Bank um, started selling off their own stock that's really what made a run on the bank and everybody started freaking out making a run to go and get their money out of the bank and that's what caused them to fail along with, again, the, the poor choice of investments that the bank made. Um, yeah. But, and that's really the CEO's failure. Yep, um, well, they're being investigated and maybe they might even be prosecuted. Yeah, I mean, so, so people lately are saying, is my money now safe in the bank? And it's really to start with, you have to understand that your money is not physically in the bank. As soon as your bank receives a deposit, it gives that money to someone else in the form of a loan. And by law, the banks must hang on to some money, but it's not that much. It's not nearly as much as people think. That's why um, you know, again, I keep going back to It's a Wonderful Life. I do love that movie by the way. It's not really a Christmas movie if you think about it, because the only part that's a Christmas uh, scene is the very, very end. Um, but it's obviously known as a Christmas movie now, and I think it's one of the top ten movies of all time. It's It's got a great message and meaning behind it. But when they make a run on the credit union, and uh, the what's what's the character's name in there? Uh, why can't I think of it? Oh God!
1: Well, I'm not sure.
2: Uh, isn't that awful? I can't think of his name. But anyways, the the president of the of the credit union says, "Well, I don't have your money. It's in Frank's house and Bob's house, and that's exactly what it is. It's invested elsewhere." Yep, I do remember that. So capital requirements vary by institution. But the Federal Reserve actually only says you have to have around 10% for many big banks. And that means that 90% of the money that your account statement says is in the bank is actually somewhere else. It's kind of like a car dealership that sold a car to
1: someone who borrowed funds from your bank. Well, that's true. Well, I think the most central question to answer today is, will my bank go bust? And for the most part, I think the safe answer is, no, your bank is not going to go bust. There are some unusual exceptions, like what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. But uh, you're you're quite protected. Um, whether you're making a decent return or not is a different issue uh, all the time. But in general, um, as you said, the money is not really physically in the local bank. George Bailey. How could I have forgotten George Bailey? George Bailey. Okay, who's the actor who played him? James Stewart. James Stewart. I knew that, but I couldn't Jimmy remember Stewart. George Bailey yep.
2: for some reason. And he was deafened one year because he tried to save his, or he did save his brother um, uh, from the sledding accident
1: and the evil Mr. Potter. Okay. So Mm -hmm. we won't say anything more about that. Um, Don King once said, Martin Luther King took us to the mountaintop. I want to take us to the bank. (laughs) And he did. He liked to. Take a lot of uh, Mike Tyson's money, too. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. All right, let me give you a hockey quotation, then. We talked about Bobby Orr. How about Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, uh, probably the greatest hockey
2: player of all time.
1: Oh, I thought it was Bobby Orr. Wayne Gretzky once said, I just like to keep my money in the bank. I'm not a big risk taker. I don't know anything about the stock market. I stay away from things I don't know anything about. But that's our job, isn't it? It it's is. your job. And, again, it, it does. You know, I, I met with some... People, I went to get
2: my truck inspected the other day, and I saw some um, parents of friends that I was really good friends with in high school, still remain somewhat in touch with them, and um, they were talking um, about how their advisor, who unfortunately wasn't me, I guess I lost touch with them and I should have kept in touch with them, (laughs) Um, was happy to tell them that they were able to retire, and I said, you know what? That's probably my favorite part of the job, is when somebody's sitting across from me, and I say, you know what, Mrs. Smith, you can retire right now. Go give you notice if you want, and you have enough money. I've done your whole, you know, income plan, and if you didn't earn another nickel, you have enough money to live on comfortably for the next thirty years.
1: So go ahead and retire. I've done that a number of times. It's it's really a wonderful, wonderful feeling for us when we can tell somebody that. Um, I had a lady had I don't know in excess of $300,000 I think in investments and um, but she also had social security and she also had some other small things and her financial advisor told her she had to keep working she was over she was around 70 she said he told me I had to keep working because I didn't have enough money to retire and I did the math and I showed her I said you're going to have plenty of income coming in and you're not going to run out of money during your lifetime with what you've got. Yeah, it's, it's, she put in her notice immediately and she gave her notice. And the second
2: <clears throat> best feeling is when clients will call up and say, what's happening with my accounts? I'm so concerned with how what's happening with the banking industry or what's happening with the markets. And uh, I pull up their account and tell them, you know, what's happening with their portfolio or tell them that they didn't lose a nickel because they have it in this annuity. Um, and they're so thrilled and happy to hear that. Um, in, those, in those circumstances. Um,
1: it's really a nice thing that we do, and, and I enjoy it very much. So as, as far as ending this particular segment is concerned, I just want to basically say, it would be highly unusual uh, to have any local bank go bust. And if it does, for the most part, you're gonna to be totally protected. But you ought to find out how your money is invested, and will you have enough money to retire? And can you earn more money someplace else securely and safely? But if you have more than $250,000 in the
2: bank um, and you're not a business owner who needs that capital to really be you know, flipping
1: properties or doing something like that, then you're doing a big disservice to yourself anyways. But stay tuned. We will be right back after a short break and uh, finish our sequence this morning.
2: Welcome to our business spotlight for the week. I'm here with Mark Litos from Refried Apparel. Uh, Mark, I've been very familiar with your brand for a long time. Can you tell us a little bit about the company that uh, you and your wife run?
3: Yeah sure thanks for having me first of all so our company Refried Apparel is uh, a woman-owned company. My wife started this mm-hmm. she's really the brains behind uh, the upcycle model. We are an upcycle clothing company so we partner with retailers and brands and organizations and take their dead stock inventory and turn it into really cool new products so we're keeping you know dead stock inventory out of landfills and incinerators which is just not a cool thing to do right trying to uh, avoid landfill waste what's really cool about our brand is number one we're here in u.s we so we're, we're providing jobs here in massachusetts it's sustainable. But what really drives the success of our brand is each piece is unique and one of a kind. And that's really trending today with you know the younger audiences. We have a couple of kids and they all they want to do is thrift, right? Yep. And uh, they want to be different and, and not have what everybody else has. So our model is at work in different sectors. We are pro sports. We're licensed with the NFL and Major League Baseball and we do NHL and NBA as well, so when you think about traded players and logo changes, again, that stuff used to go to a a landfill, now they give it to us. We started in college, we're getting a great reception, we're some of the greatest schools in the country, again, providing that same upcycle program. We're also in resort, and we also partner with some pretty cool brands. Uh, we're launching a great program with Macy's on April 1 we're super excited about that that's great we're launching another one with champion uh, Haynes brand which again we're just very fortunate to be able to work with these global iconic brands so yeah it's been a great ride and uh, we're having a lot of fun
2: that's great and that's uh, remarkable that's one of the things I was going to ask you next is first of all when you first started the well when Lisa first started the company I've known your family for a number of years now because our our children are friends, It was obviously a brainchild of hers, and it's become and grown into so much more. And now you're national. Now you have all these sports affiliations. Uh, It's a wonderful thing that you're doing. You're recycling. You're you're keeping things out of the landfill, as you say. When did she start the company? When did she first come up with the idea?
3: Yeah, so this is interesting. Uh, She started it about seven years ago, and really she was trying to make some clothing that was comfortable for her in fact she made this cute little skirt and she made a little top kind of like beach cover and I turned around and I said is that my brewing shirt <laughs> and she said yeah I said what that was my shirt and she said well it had holes in it that's my lucky shirt and it, anyway that's sort of how it started she started doing farmers markets uh she's killing it again this one-of-a-kind fun stuff she started creating more and more styles and um after a while we realized, you know, I think you're on to something here.
2: So, so it truly started from tragedy to triumph. She ruined your
3: shirt, <laughs> but it was for a good reason. Well said, yeah, that's that's right. So it was kind of a hobby. And then we built a business, we created a plan, we developed a website, and we launched it at the International Surf Show in Orlando. And it was well received. And that's really where we hooked up with a couple companies who really sort of caught on to this opportunity uh, from a sustainability standpoint. Sure. And, uh, uh, next thing you know, we're at the table with, you know, MLB and NFL, and th- and they get it right away. Such a dynamic industry, the sports industry, with all these ongoing uh, changes. So, yeah, it was just, it's amazing how it sort of grew and caught. But if you think about, you know, sustainability is a topic that you just simply can't avoid. And Especially these days, yeah. That's right. People and are
2: really focused on that.
3: That's exactly right. And that topic is getting louder and louder as you know we face climate change and emissions and all that's impacting our planet so i think our timing was amazing the other neat thing that happened by chance is we're we're here in new bedford new bedford fall river as you probably know is at once was a textile capital of the world fall river especially yeah exactly so we have a huge pool of talent Um, we started doing home sewers to help us grow uh, before we really had a, a big factory. And we still tap into the home sewers. It's, it's a great way to keep people busy, particularly when, when our business, you know, gets busy during different seasons. So we have a, a great staff here in New Bedford. We're in a beautiful mill building. And uh, again, we have the talent. Uh, we have the timing of sustainability being so important. So it seemed like the stars just aligned.
2: That's outstanding. I'm so happy for you and for Lisa. I'm going to wrap up now, other than where can somebody go and find out where this apparel is, where they can purchase it, where they can find out more about your company, as well as maybe if there are any career opportunities
3: out there. Absolutely. So certainly uh, visit us at www.refriedapparel.com. That's our site. We do sell MLB and NFL and uh, just general refried sportswear on our site. Really cool stuff. Uh, encourage you to check it out. We are, from a job standpoint, again, we have a wonderful factory. We're always looking for talent in the sewers and cutters. You can find our products also, our primary business is wholesale. So when we partner with teams across the country or colleges across the country or even resorts, even as close as Martha's Vineyard, you'll find us in some of the cool apparel stores and different brands that are around.
2: That's great. You're reusing material that would otherwise go to waste and you're creating jobs. So you're doing a, a great thing for, uh, for yourselves and for the, the country, really. I appreciate you coming in and being a part of this week's Business Spotlight. Thank you, Mark. Litos from Refried
3: Apparel. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise for our last segment of the day. We're talking about a variety of issues, aren't we, Pete? We're talking about inflation. We're talking about bank failure. We're talking about protecting your money. We're talking about doing a Morningstar analysis. And by the way, let's just say another word quickly about what you can do if you have a stock portfolio and what are some of the things the Morningstar analysis can do for you and does it cost any money to do it?
2: Um, No, it costs no money and there's no obligation. Um, I just need to have you either email or drop off a copy of your uh, 401k, your IRA, your portfolio, whatever, and I can run that for you. It takes a couple days for me to get it finished.
1: But ideally, you want them to be a client, of course.
2: Yeah, or at least uh, have a consultation to go over it and explain to you um, what's going on with your portfolio. But it goes into an enormous amount of detail. Uh, It shows just basically how your portfolio is performing um, in comparison to the S&P 500. It has a nice little graph that has a red line that shows what your portfolio is doing versus a blue line of the S&P 500. It'll tell you your your, um, worst three months, your best three months, your worst year, your best year. in terms of an actual percentage uh, can get into fees that you might not be aware of it can go into bond um, quality Uh, it goes into whether your holdings are mostly domestic or um, uh, european stocks
1: goes into a ton of detail basically so basically pete if somebody has a stock portfolio investment assets you can do this kind of an analysis for them what if they already are working with an existing a brokerage account or a brokerage firm. You can give them a second opinion, right? Yeah, and I like to say, you know, it's I do say this fairly
2: regularly, it's kind of like if you have an issue with your health, you're not going to just go see one doctor, you're going to go get a second opinion. I absolutely encourage people to get a second opinion with something as important as their retirement um, plan and their assets as well. Um, it's, it's vitally important to do that and again I would say it's a good 60-70% of the time I look at somebody's morning star report and go over their, you know, their portfolio with them and say I would absolutely, you know, get out of this or do this or um, why are why are you in these holdings and it's almost always a case where I see something that's instantly glaring to to make a recommendation to make a change. Uh, you don't have to do that. I will just give you advice if you want to become a client. Fantastic, I'll help you do that. Um, But I can almost always recommend a
1: change to help you out. So take advantage of that, ladies and gentlemen, by calling 508-998-8858. Make an appointment to come in and see Peter. Bring your statements with you. And he would be happy to arrange for a Morningstar review.
2: And the other thing that the Morningstar does is the stress test, which shows, you know, if we did have another 2008, uh, and again, I like to say 2008, but it's really the tail end of 2007 until the beginning of 2009. If we had another real financial crisis like that, again, here's what your portfolio would look like. If we had another big boom, here's what your portfolio would look like. Um, it gives it as a dollar amount
1: and a percentage of what you would gain versus what you would lose. Um, okay. So. Good, so take advantage of that opportunity if you have a brokerage account or a stock account and get a second opinion or maybe even get a first opinion on it. I want to give you a quotation from somebody that I um, pay attention to once in a while on the television, Susie Orman. She once said, the chances of a bank going out of business are extremely slim, but it's always a good idea to spread around major sums so every penny is backed by insurance. The other thing is that um, money will double in about 10 years if you make an about a 7.2% average return. And if you're not making returns on that level, maybe you ought to think about other kinds of ways to invest your money. Well, think about that. How long would it take to double if they're earning a quarter or a percent? Well, a, about, about 150 years. Yeah,
2: so think about that. I mean, if you have an, a, a large amount of cash in the bank and inflation right now is at 6%, and the rule of 72 means 7.2% is what you need to earn to double it every 10 years. Do you really want to wait 150 years for
1: your money to double by sitting in the bank? Well, you can't. And the other thing that's very important for people of any age, and especially young people, um, start early and do savings and investment on a regular, steady basis. You will never regret it later. You know, one of the things that um, I like, Pete, is the fact that you and I and everybody listening today, we live in... One of the best countries in the world, I like to think it's the best country in the world. We have the strongest economy in the entire world. Um, We've had ups and downs financially, uh, historically, but we've always come back from it. We're not in that kind of a situation right now. So people should have confidence in what they should be doing, but they should also take the opportunity to see if they can do better and take any appropriate steps to make sure they can protect their money. So we talked earlier about the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Program. Massachusetts also has a program. Above uh, and beyond that, yes. Above and beyond the FDIC limit of $250,000. It's just called the DIF, the Massachusetts Depositors Insurance Fund. You know something I learned recently when I was looking at some of the material on the FDIC, Pete, is that um, if you have a... Uh, living trust, and you have an account in that name, you have a much higher insurance limit in a bank. And I never knew that before until I read that recently. Yep. And that's uh, one of the things that the uh, office does here through the law firm known as Lance Law, Inc. We're separate from that. We're distinct uh, entities. But uh, a gentleman named Carter Woodson once said, the strongest bank in the United States will Last only so long as the people will have sufficient confidence in it to keep their money there. Yeah, we have separate entities in, in the office,
2: and um, I'm the only person who is a part of USA Wealth Advisors. That's uh, strictly securities-related business um, uh, with regards to your portfolio or anything securities-related. I, I keep wanting to change the name, and I will, because it's USA Wealth Advisors and I want it to be USA Wealth Advisors Group to sort of match USA Wealth Group, but also so it's an acronym USA WAG, Wealth Advisors Group WAG, because I have two dogs that are the office mascots and they go with me everywhere. So I want to have the WAG, the tail of the dog. <laughs> okay,
1: good. You can do that. You can have a picture of a dog's butt on your business card, I guess, or the tail maybe.
2: Just, a, yeah.
1: Okay, well, use your imagination. You can do that. So we're winding down in our show today. I want to basically say thank you everybody for um, listening, and thank you for being part of our organization, for those of you who are. We find a lot of people who listen uh, every single week on a regular basis, we appreciate that. We always like to remind people at the end of the show that not everyone can be an expert in everything. We would like to think that we can help you plan and run your life maybe a little bit better. It's important for you, and it's important for your family. I was looking for a Fred Rogers quotation to use at the end, but um, I'm not happy with any of the Fred Rogers quotations. How dare you? Well, he did say, um, Fred Rogers, um, children aren't responsible for wars. And he also said, in my own life, as the nearer I get to the end of life on this earth, the simpler I want to become. That's part of our job, too, isn't it, Pete? It is. And you just reminded me, I've got to try to see if I can do a search
2: for some Fred Rogers socks. They have to be Mr. Rogers' neighborhood socks. I wear funky socks every
1: day. I've got my Bob Ross Happy Little Cloud socks on right now. Well, you're just a happy little guy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will be with you again next week on the radio.
4: USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC AEWM, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC AEWM. A registered investment advisor, AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by USA Wealth Group Incorporated are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group, AEWM, and Morningstar are not affiliated companies. USA Wealth Group and AEWM cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the Morningstar software or outputs. Morningstar is intended to be used as a tool in designing a financial portfolio. AE Wealth Management LLC or USA Wealth Group Incorporated and Refried Apparel are not affiliated companies and there is no obligation to use their services. This radio show is a paid placement.